following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to a Tudami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch. In with me, I have... Lucas Grillo, the founder of TsunamiFaithful.com. Ed? Editorial writer for TsunamiFaithful.com, CJ Maffris. And joining us for the first time in a not-special episode... That one guy nobody likes, Rogue Soul Reaper. You may have last heard him on our most recent live spectacular... Or maybe you didn't. I don't know. Nobody he, bugs like, he bugs like every two seconds to be on the podcast. Basically. Can I be on today? No, go away. Dang it. <laughs> foiled again. Yes, curses. Foiled again. Well, it was a exciting night of Toonami this week. Very interesting episode of Intruder 3. Which I think we can all at this point say, why'd they call us Intruder 3? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Let's get into it for our Intruder 3 episode 3 recap. Intruder 3, Episode 3. Tom, with blaster in tow, heads deep into the base to check out where the breach happened. He soon comes upon one of the worms. Yes, they've gotten in. His blaster proves about as effective as any other blaster he's had. Which pisses me off. (laughs) And he laments, I wish just one time a blaster would be enough. Damn it, Jason, give him a gun that works. We're gonna need a bigger gun. Yes, yes. Sarah contacts Tom, telling him that she can remotely seal the breach, well that's convenient, and directs Tom to a teleporter in order to escape now three worms. The base is shaking when Tom rematerializes. He asks if the shaking is just something that he's feeling from teleporting and complains about a light that is zipping around him. However, there's something very interesting about that light. Sarah reveals herself to be the light, and Tom that Tom was seeing and explains that she upgraded herself to a compact mo- <clears throat> to a compact mobile form because their situation is now a matter of life or death. It seems the planet of Shogo 162 is dying and Tom and Sarah will have to act fast to survive. <clears throat> so Sarah became Navi. Hey, or listen. None of that. Or Tinkerbell. <laughs> I was definitely thinking Tinkerbell. Particularly the Tinkerbell from Hook. That Tinkerbell. I think Disney's gonna sue. Uh, they don't they don't have a they don't you know, 
fairies existed before Disney, and so did pixies. Uh, it has been debated whether or not Sarah is a pixie or a fairy. I think the smaller, more butterfly-type wings would indicate that she is a pixie. Also, I mean, you can't really go by skin color because she's a hologram-type situation, but I... <laughs> no, actually, she might. it might not be a hologram so much as like a... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't no, know. No, I, I, I think it's more of... I, I think she's like a hologram like when... Um, but she's Tom... taken some kind of physical form beyond right. just a hologram. A hologram is something that you can just touch through. I think you can touch Sarah now. You can touch Sarah. Well, <laughs> so what is she, like a sentient lightsaber? Okay, so... So, more or less, she's basically back to what she was, kind of, yeah, during Tom Three's era. Smaller. Smaller, right. but, but Very similar. smaller. I kind of was hoping it'd be the bigger one. I don't know. I think Budget there'd be something strange. kind of wrong about a Sarah that's as big or bigger than Tom. That just doesn't seem True. right. <laughs> then again, Tom could be like the short guy in the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, he Back used to, to be voiced fun. by Krillin. <laughs> that is true. That is true. All right, now Tom we're getting into weird territory. <laughs> hey, yeah. Krillin got Android 18, so. True I'm to sorry. that as well. That's a spoiler according to where we are in Dragon Ball Z, but. <laughs> Whatever. You it's, know. If you saw those movies, me, you know. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> Yes, if so, it's older than you, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> so, I th- I think it's safe to assume that we could come to three conclusions here. Either one, the base is really a ship in disguise. Two, if it's not a ship in disguise, there's... Or, I should say, a ship that's buried underneath the sand. Um, it's... Um, a uh, there, there's a ship somewhere within the base, uh-huh. and Tom's probably going to get away on that. Or, and this is another thought, I don't think they would go this far, but maybe they had already tried to get a new absolution, and ironically, it just shows up, and they get off the planet. Gonna have that uh, two-hour Amazon Now delivery. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> or that delivery that took like how many days for you, Sketch? Yeah. Or is it still, no, is it no, still I, 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 I got Birdie. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, Funimation delivers a little slow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really thinking this, this is just going to be a ship. But yeah, because it's time to get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, and I highly think I highly doubt at this point that all of a sudden they're gonna just kill Tom off, unless there's like I said, there's a new Absolution in orbit and a new Tom body waiting for Tom. So boy, that would feel like a cop out. It it would, it (laughs) would, but you know, 
I mean, it, it would be better than what they've done in the past, where they're just like, oh, look, here's a new Tom. And then they don't explain. <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> along the lines of, oh, we're dying. Oh, hey, we're on a new ship. We're cool. All right. Carry on. We got but Dragon see, Ball Z to play. Yeah. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. Like, I, I honestly think that if we're going to get a new Tom, it's probably going to be the 20th anniversary in March. Somewhere around those. Or we'll at least get um, some kind of preview of the new Tom around then. Um, if we're going to get one this Here's year. Here's the thought. Oh, go ahead. What if... And this is a big if, and I don't think they'll necessarily do that. But wouldn't it be interesting if something really bad happens in the fourth episode of Intruder 3 and we don't get the resolution until March? Ooh, I like that. That would be really dicky in all the right ways. I'm in. Where do I sign up for this? (laughs) Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I mean, I it would know. give more I mean, people to watch, like, more often. Be like, oh, is something going to change this week, next week? Even though it's like, oh, yeah, they could, kind of a thing. they could, like, send little messages every now and then to keep people on their toes. I don't think they'll do that. But no, there no. is supposed to be a comic, and the comic is supposed to come out after Intruder 3. So maybe right. that will continue the story. But it should be interesting to see exactly. Well, if and here's another thing too. Like, if this is a ship, what does it look like? Like, I mean, if that's supposed to be like technically the bridge of the ship, like, what does the rest of it look like? I don't know. And uh, is it gonna be? I gotta... Go ahead. Uh, have you ever have you ever played Borderlands Two? I have not. No. All right, well, spoiler alert, uh, there's this place called Sanctuary, and it's like this little city place, but it's actually an old um, mining ship, and uh, it springs out of the ground, and it's probably something like that. That's what I was thinking. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, and, and see, the thing the thing that I didn't notice until I watched it, like, two more times was Sarah saying, oh, I sealed the breaches, and I was like, okay, now this is sounding more like a ship because you can't really fly off that planet if there's breaches on the ship. That's not going to help you. True. So, um, so that kind of indicates it too. The the guns in what was it episode two? Yeah, indicate that as well. Um, strong possibilities. Now, are the I mean, worms the intruders, or is it something else, uh, too? Technically. I don't yeah. I don't think they're going to drop another intruder upon no, us, but who, who knows? That just seems kind of lame if it's just the worms. Well, I mean, technically, I, I, they're intruders, but... They're in I, tremors? Yes. I mean, there was Thank three you. of them. There was three of them, so, I mean, there's that. But also, you know, it, it's... It was only four episodes, so I Then mean, what you're saying is it should have been called Intruders. <laughs> Going by the alien name in the scheme. Was plural. Or in Tremors. I'm also saying. that. I'm just saying. I mean, I they just, might get spelled. Uh-huh. They might get sued, but whatever. <laughs> let's think of other... I was hoping let's it'd be think more of just worms. More appropriate names for Intruder 3. 
In Tremors. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't huge know. letdown. Uh, oh. oh, come on now. No, but no. try try to be seen... creative. Like, I don't know, Crisis on Shogo 162. I was thinking uh, that don't just drink seems too bland. It does. It also kind of gives away the fact that there is a crisis. So, uh, it's, if only this wasn't already taken by a Ninja Turtles episode from the 2012 series, Wormquake. Wormquake. <laughs> there was there was an episode called Wormquake. It involved very large worm creatures that were milked because that's where mutagen comes from. In that, right. yeah, it's weird. You really just want that waffle iron, don't you, Sketch? I do want that Ninja Turtles waffle iron. That I need that in my life. It has a Ninja Turtles face on the waffle. Every time you make a waffle, it's a Ninja Turtle face. I need it. You're welcome in my life. That isn't even the one that you you saw, but I well, will thank you for you giving idea. me the thought that maybe somewhere out there there is a Ninja Turtles waffle maker. My Ninja Turtles level commentary in the past month has been very high on this podcast. I apologize. <laughs> it's just because it came back on air. Uh, well, that that's part of the reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll definitely find out. Yeah, it's coming up in the next couple days here. Yep, so, we'll, we'll find out. Mere days after Thanksgiving, because there's not going to be a marathon. Are we happy about that? I'm okay. Uh, it's yeah. a bold move, yeah, CJ. Let's on. see how it goes for them. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Sketch. We'll see how it goes for them. I think a, I think it a marathon would have been okay, but whatever. I mean, what last year, Parasite did really well. Yeah, Hunter Hunter, probably. Wouldn't it killed them to do a ship it in marathon? I mean, it was a good stretch of episodes. I mean, they have the rights now, so, I mean, why not? Maybe. That is kind of interesting. They did, a, they did marathon last with Parasite, right? Last year? Yeah, they did, yes, a, they did. They did Parasite last Thanksgiving. And it did, like, and then, phenomenal. Like, as good as a regular And then Sketch was also lineup. saying, like, it was their first marathon, too. For Thanksgiving, they usually kept yeah. it to regular schedule. Yeah, in in prior years, mm-hmm. <laughs> come hell or high water, they just ran the regular lineup on Thanksgiving weekend. Though, uh, in 2013 and 2014, they ran movies all of December, but they didn't preempt Thanksgiving. I think they figured out that it was better to preempt Thanksgiving than the first two weeks of December. But I don't know. They're deciding not to do it on Thanksgiving, and maybe there's another reason. Perhaps they need to finish something before January. Hmm. But not Gundam, because now Gundam's going to end the week. Uh, It's going to end December 10th, so December 17th should be an interesting schedule. (laughs) Got to do something about Gundam not being there for a week. (laughs) Who knows? I feel like you thought something new was coming. But it was me, Dio. I thought it was Sombra. I wouldn't mind a double shot of uh, JoJo. End the first part of JoJo and start the second part of JoJo the same night. Why not? I like it. That would get people's attention, I think. (laughs) Well, isn't it your favorite JoJo? So far. Yeah. I I really like her too. And, And Joseph. Yes, talkbacks. Yes, talkbacks. We have a lot of them, so let's get to them. 
Inu writes in, Tom's guns are always useless against the intruder. Must be a tradition. Seems that way. No, I think Jason's being an asshole to him. <laughs> At least he made note of it. It was like, darn it, why doesn't the gun work ever? What's Happy the point of even having it? <laughs> Happy Kuro Kitty writes in, Adam Discombobulator. That's some sophisticated science language there, Tom. Josh Knighton writes in, I think that was a Star Trek joke about Tom's atoms being scattered in the transporter. Bones said the same thing in the show. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Frank Fullmetal writes in, Great to see Sarah with a body again. I feel like calling Intruder 3 was a misnomer. I think calling it Intruder 3 was a misnomer, though. Where's the true intruder? Yeah. Like I said, they're thinking the same thing. (laughs) Hashtag better names for Intruder 3. Do it! Do it! We're at midnight now. Intruder Z. Michael Morris writes in, Good to see Sarah acquire a new form during last night's episode of Intruder 3. Smiley face. Josh Knighton writes in, Saramon digivolves to... Pixie Saramon! Oh god. I the like Digimon it. reference. I like it. I like it. Because is did an it. actual thing. <laughs> Jester Slayer writes in, Mother effing Sarah is the fairy from Legend of Zelda. Hey, listen. We have none of that. No, but seriously. I did the meme first. <laughs> seriously. If Sarah says, hey, listen, and then just like whatever after that in the next episode, I will be so happy. <laughs> I will be so happy. And a doubleheader from Jeff Herrera. Was Disney secretly involved in turning Sarah into a fairy? (laughs) Or was it Butch Hartman? I don't... Fairies! (laughs) (laughs) And also from Jeff Herrera. Now that Sarah has a body of a fairy, will she start calling Tom Daddy, just like Yui did in Sword Art Online? She better not. She she better not do that. Cause that's that, gonna start fights. By yeah. the way, sketch. And even <laughs> right. The last, the last convention I went to, someone cosplayed as Jorgen von Strangle. It was lovely. It, it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Huh. He was even Gorgeous. chanting. He was even yelling fairies in hallways, and everyone joined in. Nice. <laughs> See, that's a great thing about fandom. Uh, gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling. Well, last week's episode of Gundam ended pretty rough, and this time we get the aftermath, so let's have that hurt. a moment of silence for our dear friend Biscuits. With in... a side of gravy. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Too soon. Too soon. I just didn't care. <laughs> I really wow. did out. Oh, I wow. just didn't. That, mm, I cried let's get into that later. Months. CJ, go to the corner. Here's our Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans recap.
Orphans, episode 22, Not Home Yet. Following Gallarhorn's failed attempt on the Millennium Island, where everybody is right now, members of Tekadin, especially Orga, struggle to come to terms with the death of Biscuit. Meravit talks to the Turbines girls, wondering if there was something more that they could do to help the young soldiers of Tekadin cope. Laughter responds that there's really nothing that they should do. She also goes into uh, uh, how the Turbines women, a lot of them, came out of bad situations themselves, and that uh, Naze really took them into his family. So, more about that. Meanwhile, politician Henry Fleurs, but she's a lady, <laughs> is infuriated by Gellerhorn's inability to prevent Tekadin from bringing Makanai to Edmonton. She seems certain that the only way that she'll be able to win the upcoming election to be the head of Arborough is for Makanai to be a no-show. Wow, quite the political platform you got going there. If she is not elected, then Isnario Farid's plans, that's McGillis's daddy, his plans to extend his reach will fall apart. So he's also not too happy about it. And berates Carta for that reason and tells her not to pursue Tekadin. Aboard their transport ship, Kudelia proposes to Makanai a strategic route to Edmonton from Anchorage, Alaska, on the condition that he asks a key ally of his to lobby for him in Edmonton until their arrival. Meanwhile, Carta continues her mission to intercept Tekadin against Farid's orders, and McGillis attempts to convince Gallio to install the install the Alea Vignana into Ein so that he may pilot another machine and get his much-desired revenge. Ooh, we're getting into some uh, dicey territory here. Tekaden is left at a frustrating standstill until Mikazuki confronts Orga, asking him if they were at the place that he promised or not. And if so, how many more people does he have to kill to get them there? After a little back and forth, Mika riles up Orga enough for him to go talk to the rest of the family. He declares to Tekadin that they will finish the job and get revenge for what Gallarhorn has taken from them. Meravit is appalled at the bloodlust and protests that the boys shouldn't seek revenge. But Yukinojo tells her to back down. There's no point. With that, Tekadin is motivated and ready to move forward to finish what they started. Thoughts, gentlemen? Um, can I at least continue on with what I was saying earlier? Uh, sure. Okay. So, with Biscuit, I really, personally, I did not really care one way or the other as, as him as a character. He was important, as in, like, the brains kind of thing. Because he was always coming up with some good plans. But when he died, I was kind of just like, oh, well, okay, here we go, death. That's what happens in Gundam, <laughs> you know? That's what we're all used to. It sucks for the voice actor who I heard found out, literally, like, didn't know that that was going to happen. So when he was recording, he's like, wait, what? And like that had to suck for him because it's like they get emotionally attached to the characters they voice. So I get that. And I really like that. The, I feel like his death actually made the show better because we see that great scene with Mikazuki staying calm and getting Orga back, uh, getting his head on straight. I live for those kind of scenes. They are wonderful to watch, and it was wonderfully done, too. So when it comes to the actual death, eh, 
But it was actually a good thing because we're actually getting more character development, which is what I want in Gundam. What I want in this series. And it really helped with that. So as a character, Biscuit, he isn't my favorite. I, I didn't really care that he died, but you know, it helped move things along in a way that seems to be, I don't know, that shows a more human side to Orga, and then it shows Mikazuki being the badass that he is. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I took it. A lot of people seem to like him. Uh, like the character Biscuit, which is like, oh, good, you know? I'm sorry that a lot of people's favorite characters in the series died. That sucks. I've been there, too. I hate it when a character I like uh, dies. Oh, Leone, why'd you have to go? Uh... But, uh, but no, it's just, I, I really wasn't going to go, like, crazy one way or the other. Now, if this was, like, Orga, or if this was Mikazuki, then I'd be like, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. But because it was Biscuit, I, I don't feel like it was that really big to me. <laughs> it didn't hit me emotionally like it would uh, mm. some other fans. I hear you. I hear you. The thing about Biscuit's death is from in one part it feels so played out, so choreographed that it's kind yeah. of annoying. Like, they totally set this guy up to die, you know, having... Oh, the death flags. Yeah, the, Darrell so, was mentioning So that many death flags. But beyond that, I we got a little bit of that time with him... You know, dealing with his brother. But aside from that, other than occasionally being a voice of reason, he was just kind of in the background. So I don't feel like I got to know Biscuit very well. So it kind of is not that impactful that he's dead, but it's more impactful the reaction that everybody else has. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I think in that way it works. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, this show spends a whole lot of time not really doing anything. (laughs) It could be fleshing out these characters more. I think that's what it was trying to do, but it doesn't necessarily succeed. And that is unfortunate because it spends all this time with the characters just talking (laughs) a lot of times at the lunch table about, you know, this, that or the other thing. So we get little character bits here and there, like uh, finding out of who have families, uh, finding out what, what they want to do with their lives. You get a little bit of that stuff, but it's usually a precursor to something bad happening and not really there to strengthen the character so much. And I, I think that's unfortunate. And it's kind of a low quality to the writing, in my opinion. But... In this case, because you see the reaction, you understand that everybody liked Biscuit a lot. He was a very important part of the family. So you you can definitely see that it absolutely devastates Orga. So I think in that way it works. But at the same time, it kind of feels like you just, you're just trying to move this along and you felt like you needed to kill somebody off to get some emotional arc going. And I, I, don't, I don't really like it, but... I suppose it's effective. Right. Yeah, but I, I I agree with you. I like the emotional blowback from the characters in the show. Like, it really it really does work for me, in a sense. Like, And I do agree, it kind of seemed a little cheap. But, again, what I liked about... One of the things that I've liked about uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans from the beginning on is that we're watching how Orga is really transforming himself from not just a soldier, a child soldier who knows nothing but murder and mass destruction kind of thing, to someone who just 
cares about the people he is pretty much commanding. And we're seeing him become more and more normal compared to what a child soldier would be. And it's it's been interesting in seeing how, you know, he's lost many comrades before, you know, and he probably considers all of them family. And yet this right. one, this one really got to him. You know, this this was almost on a level of like Mikazuki uh, died in battle. And like it's seeing more him it's seeing him more human like than just a soldier. And I, I truly appreciate those those kind of moments and watching him grow into quite possibly a very capable uh, young leader for Tekken. I agree. I also thought you almost said young lady, which would have been amusing <laughs> and wrong. He's a, he's a fine young lady. He's a How fine many young he was. <laughs> How many episodes do we have left here? Uh, Four, this I is believe. episode 22. No, we have three. Three, wow. Okay, Whoa. so probably not... Probably next week we should hear something then. Let's uh, replace Gundam. Uh, well, I mean, whatever replaces Gundam is probably not going to start until January, so... We could say right. that for a future podcast. Right. Yeah. But, uh... What yeah, did you I mean, think of the episode, Paul? Uh, I mean, I... CJ covered it pretty much, um, <laughs> but I, I mean, I mean, I don't. I'm not such an asshole about Biscuit. I actually liked Biscuit. Was um, he your favorite? He, he's one. He's one of my favorite characters. I okay. thought he was really no, good. no. Then you absolutely would feel upset about that. I'm not trying to so, diminish it. That's. Just, I was just going by how I felt. That's all. Well, you're already in the corner, so you know. Well, I, I never you're already went. being punished. I've never <laughs> went. We're all being punished for being here. Yeah. <laughs> all right well i mean i i just you know i i i was hit by that i i didn't i didn't like that either so i mean but hopefully it'll ramp up they'll get the revenge kill some people that's what i like to see some blood so. no sketch like my you're gonna see it about, <laughs> about gundam iron-blooded orphans <laughs> yeah because this is there's this meme going around with Kermit the Frog facing. Uh, it, it was actually Constantine from the the Muppet movie of recent, the uh, <laughs> uh, world's most wanted or, or something. Oh. Yeah, I, I saw it at some point, but good movie. Uh, so in that meme, you have the the monologue, and then you have the inner monologue, and Mikazuki says something like. All right, I'm going to go get revenge and kill these guys. And inner Mikazuki says, what you asking me for? You know what to do. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> anime 101, just know about memes and you're golden. In the meme, it's usually like something reasonable and then it's like something horrible. <laughs> That's why I like this. I actually like this meme a lot. Because uh, it just goes from like a normal thought to then that's just the absolute extreme. That's just like, why would you ever think of that? <laughs> and it's great. So like, hey, Orga, how many more people do I have to kill? Oh, oh, um, oh, oh, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> how do I get to the place to promised off, in our early it. days? <laughs> All right. So talkbacks. Yeah, well, Rogue, you saw the episode. I was waiting my turn. (laughs) (laughs) Paul almost skipped you. He did. Noted. Uh, Let's see. I have a funny story about about this episode. I'm far behind on Toonami, so I don't really 
I've been behind, and I just turned it on today. I thought I had seen last week's episode, and I had not. So I found out somebody died, and I'm like, well, who was it? So I go watch the other one, and Biscuit had died, and like, you know, with a Kame got death, and attack on death, character death has not really affected me. But Biscuit was so out of the blue, and I wasn't expecting it. And I remembered his sisters, and I'm just sitting over here like, why? <laughs> why have you done this to me? I didn't need this today. Mm. Those poor sisters, the cookies and crackers. Because now their older brother's dead. Their future is crumbling. Dead. Oh, there too you go. soon, too soon. Nah, they'll be all right though. They'll they be got right. butt crawling my skin over here, guys. These wounds—they will not heal. No, they will not. Yeah, I'm just surprised. I didn't realize a lot of people uh, really liked Biscuit, and I don't mean like characters in in the show. I mean just fans. I mean, I even yeah. tweeted out uh, a, a snapshot I took of Twitter where it was just all no, dude, dude, from dude, people. His name is Biscuit. That's an in, right there. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, we could all slightly relate. To he Biscuit was the heart because... of in. Yeah. I honestly thought you were saying he was the heart attack of Deck. <laughs> well, I mean, he wasn't. A Biscuit's physique does not make any that. sense. <laughs> like he seems pretty active, so why is he fat? <laughs> he's not fat. He's maybe he got his name from what he eats. I mean, biscuits uh, are very fattening. I should know. I eat them daily. Ah, you southern boy. Y'all welcome anytime over here. I I wish I could have biscuits that often. Mm-hmm. I just go to McDonald's. Oh no, that's not the same. Definitely not the same. I they mean, they're so not good. bad, but <laughs> <laughs> enough about that. Talk bags. Enough about biscuit. D. Aaron writes in. I guess from now on, this show is like a cheap bucket of chicken at KFC. No biscuit. Clever. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm done. That's it. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to stop <laughs> Spencer's Weaver writes in I'm still sad about Biscuit frowning face hashtag rip Biscuit hashtag raise your flags hashtag 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 <laughs> hashtag stop with the biscuit. hashtags move on to the next talkback remember only one hashtag counts Dragonite writes in a moan of silence for our fallen comrade, and Orga's scream. Man, Johnny's scream was oof. Oh, he does that well though. Oh yeah, it's like it's. You'd think like it must be such a strain for him, but I feel like he could like do that in his sleep. He's just that damn good. <laughs> Johnny, you sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. We got online. We have a show. He probably says Bankai in his sleep, actually. Probably. <laughs> probably. When he gets a boner. <laughs> oh, my God. And taking the role of Durrell tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Sketch. Eh, somebody's got to keep what, it classy. What does he say and when he's finished? Does he go get to good 10 show? Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. <sighs> Happy Kuro Kitty writes in. Now that we all despise Carta for what happened to Biscuit, can I complain about her ugly, strange eyebrow situation? P- 
poker brows. Yeah, I'm not kind exactly, of a douche. I'm not a fan of her. Uh, her whole her whole like, look is no bad. I don't like bad. it. She's more tolerable now that Carrie's voicing her. Yes, absolutely. Like but the Japanese, nothing wrong with the Japanese voice per se, but I mean the whole look and the Japanese voice. I was like, no, no, don't like her, don't like her. But now that it's Carrie voicing, I was like, ah, card is amusing at least. <laughs> but like the whole eye makeup thing and the various small, she's got like the Padme lipstick going on. I don't, mm-hmm. no, no, don't no. like it. Poor, poor, poor fashion choices. Well, the, can we stop calling her Lady Satsuki, please? It's a different person. Clearly, Lady Satsuki would be way more competent. <laughs> and better looking. Also hey, that. And at least 18. Ah, <laughs> 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 eh, card is older than that, but whatever. Sir Baudouin writes in. This is my issue with Tekadin. They're like the Diamond Dogs, and the Diamond Dogs are the bad guys in my eyes. I think he means Metal Gear, but I don't know. I never played Metal Gear. Neither have I. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, what Tekadin does, I mean, they, they take the unsavory jobs. Even though at the very beginning of the series, Orga's like, I don't want any shady work. Well, Orga... Proceeds to get shady work. <laughs> proceeds to get shady work. I mean, they pay the bills, unlike the good jobs. Uh, true. Farming don't pay much. Nope. Not not on Mars. I learned so, that in Skyrim. Yeah, I... I could see a lot of ways how Tekadin can be looked at as not the good guys in this story. But at the same time, Gallarhorn at least has factions of it that are so ridiculously evil that you can't side with them at all. It's kind of a problem because most of the time in a Gundam show, you you can like both sides to an extent, but with Gallarhorn, I, I feel like they've gone a little too over the top with how much they're going to make you not like the Gallarhorn people because they have dumb motivations. Like, I just want to get revenge on these kids because they killed Crank and they did it so dishonorably. It's like, he got what he wanted, man. He didn't want people to fight the kids. You're missing the whole point that your mentor tried to give you. Uh, fine. You're better than Saitama. We can all agree that Gallarhorn's a bunch of douches. Yes, but McGillis is an even bigger douche. McGillis is just the freaking worst. I think we can all see that by now. Right. So, yeah, Tekadin occasionally does things that are questionable, but I they generally do it in self-defense. I mean, this this time they're taking the fight to them, but they started it. <laughs> <laughs> They're well, looking at me. It didn't work for me in middle school. It's not going to work in this show. No, probably not. And Sir Link writes in, also on a Metal Gear kick, the whole scene with Orga and Mika reminded me of this song, Sins of the Father, from the Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Now, when he originally posted that link, 
it was just the song in a video and didn't like explain anything. So I think that's what it is. And if it's not next time, don't post a video or don't just post the video. <laughs> you gotta context, please. Con- context is important. Thank you. Says you. Says me. All you need is head- English all language you- in general. All yeah. you need is the headline, and there you go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that is it for our Gundam recap. You still that with us, Paul? It. And that is also it for me. Oh, uh, Paul is leaving. Yes, but I don't know On if I. The... I don't know if I end this call if it's going to do anything. So. Okay, so just if I mute your and... mic and walk away. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Uh, let me try this. It, it might end the call, but let me try. Three, two, one. Okay, then. Is there enough memes? We are recording again. Oh lord, is that on tape? Yeah. I hope it is. It might I hope be. it's not. I didn't want to hear that again. <laughs> yes, you should make the ending song the duck song. Maybe I will. <laughs> Please tell me you're going to make the recap music chapter four, though. That is so fitting. Maybe. All right. I'll think about it. I'm just, I'm just really mad. I listened to it today, and I was like, ah, oh, that could maybe work. Yeah. People Cole, are bugging can you me. Think of the... anything better. <laughs> Indians are like, why aren't you using the second opening for Gundam? And I'm like, eh. I like raise your flag. More. Why are you being in you? In you? Exactly. I gotta give him a shout out while I'm on here. You're like, <clears throat> I did it. <laughs> All right, you may not realize this, but that call just ended when Paul left, and, well, he better be thinking his lucky stars that it's still functioning as a recording. I I had to end a call, start a new call, and then the recording program went, oh, okay, I should be recording now. <sighs> Technology. So you almost It'll cost us an episode, Paul! <laughs> I hope you're happy. I'm never He's happy. He's butthurt. Uh, <clears throat> that brings us to this week on Toonami, where we get all your other commentaries on the various wait, shows that aired on Toonami. Wait, Tunami. you mean more things happen besides Gundam? What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. First of which was Dragon Ball Z Kai. Andrew Kaiko writes in... chips. Don't eat during... A recording. It's rude. I just like hear Sorry, like Mom. a bag like ruffling or something. I was like, "What is that noise?" Maybe it's ruffles. I was beat. <clears throat> I was eating some sunflower seeds. I'll put them down. My bad. Ooh, sunflower seeds are good though. So good. Oh, I'm hungry. Don't eat the memberries. <laughs> remember tsunami. Remember Dragon Ball Z. I remember. Oh my god. Member Four Piece. Not that many people called it that. <laughs> I have one volume cause... on DVD so that I can remember. Like the pirate rap? Yeah, yo. Yeah, that yo. opening theme deserves to be still on today. It is beautiful. I do love it. 
Don't give it it's up. Better than we are. Don't ever talk to me or my son again. <laughs> you don't have any kids, man. But I'm quoting a meme. <laughs> I am a meme. You are. Thank you. Andrew Kaiko writes in, Sell got Yamshid. <laughs> no, no one will ever no. be Yamcha. So that was more useful. Actually, there was a Dragon Ball Z fighting game. I think it was the uh, Dragon Ball Z Budokai. I think it was the first Budokai on PlayStation 2. If you did something, you could get an alternate situation where Cell absorbed Yamcha and became less powerful. <laughs> yeah. Though I think Yamcha's cells are already in him, if I recall correctly. <laughs> Should be. <laughs> Yamcha's cells are in a lot of things. <laughs> or he wishes. Mark Sullivan writes in, Gohan made Cell puke like a freshman. Weak. <laughs> I'm sure Jarrell would have appreciated that comment. Dragon Knight writes in, Walking on water? Lol, now I've seen everything this show has to offer. Since you're talking about JoJo... No, you have not. No, no, you have not. Just you wait have, till season four. But scratch the surface. I want to hear the order, 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 order. You will. I want to complete the meme. Rob Barracuda writes in, Why is Jonathan dressed like he's about to go catch them all? Because he's know, playing Pokemon Go. Typical shonen protagonist outfit, really. <laughs> Do you see what Gon's wearing? Decks. <laughs> no, it's not the size of your deck. That's how you use it. Keep telling no, no, yourself it's not, that. It's not the size of your deck. It's the color choices you use. Magic players. <laughs> Happy Kuro Kitty writes in, I find these humans vexing. At least Dio is eloquent in his monologuing. Oh, yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> Patrick Seitz drops to all the panties. Ian Haas writes in, Ha ha! Time for my ultimate attack! Oh shit! It didn't work! Help me, Jojo! Hmm. This is accurate. <laughs> Sounds like Dragon Ball Z. Josh Knighton writes in, Wait, what? So much talking. I'm lost. What happened? Why are we getting an English lesson right now? Someone please explain. I'm sure Mary Queen of the Scots was an interesting lady, but why are we learning about her in an anime? Because, I don't know. Jojo because likes to explain its historical figures a little bit. I mean, they did that whole thing with Jack the Ripper, though this was longer. <laughs> hmm. I don't I don't know. Maybe it was uh one of Iraqi's favorite historical figures. I, who knows? But yes, uh Jojo likes to explain things thoroughly. Toonami Gamer writes in, Paper cuts can! <laughs> hunter, hunter. <laughs> I find faults. He cut an orange drink. How dare he cut an orange drink! Shame on him. Shame on Shame. him. <clears throat> I'm sure that that guy's teaching style is just winging it. Ah. Uh... 
I get it, because he doesn't tuck in his shirt. <sighs> D. Aaron writes in, and on floor 190 of Heaven's Arena is a really awkward X-Men crossover, Old Cyclops. <laughs> uh, I was thinking Mercenary Tau from Dragon Ball. I'm pretty sure that guy inspired him. Tsunami Gamer writes in what I'm sure a lot of us were thinking when Gon and Killua entered the hallway. You shall not pass! But really, it should have been Nen shall pass! <laughs> that one was bad and you should feel bad. I do, but I'm still here. <laughs> Same. Latch Zero writes in I wonder how high up Heaven's Arena actually goes. Maybe there's a boundary where all the matches are fought to the death. Ooh. Maybe. Maybe. All right, Hisoka stalked Gone to make sure that they could not go higher in this tower. What the hell? <laughs> No, he's trying to protect his pedophilic booty. It's not time yet. It's not time yet. <laughs> like, dude, whoa, you are such a troll and a creeper. <laughs> That's like, I broke out of prison because I love you. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> uh, about right. Mm-hmm. The apex of romance. Just tell that to Purry Purry Prisoner. Exactly. Joshua Knighton writes in regarding Naruto Shippuden. I swear, I've seen more of these characters' toes than character development in this show. Ooh. Hey. Some people like feet. Stop it. We're not going into this. <laughs> we'll save that for Toonami Faithful after dark. <sighs> if those even still happen, actually. They never really did. Oh. <laughs> T- technically, this is recorded after dark, so... It's all after dark. Ha-ha! Loophole. I found it. You you did. D. Aaron writes in, This week was awesome on Ship It In, featuring a long-awaited battle between Itachi and Sasuke, plus a reveal of a third genjutsu. You get a genjutsu. You get a genjutsu. Look under your chairs. It's a genjutsu. <laughs> that kind of does the feel only thing like under the way my chair is disappointment. What are you talking about? <laughs> that uh, that is what I'm sure a lot of people that go to Oprah shows live get to experience. <laughs> <laughs> and a quadruple header. From Javison Craig, I'm sorry, he was the only one that wrote in for One Piece and One Punch Man, and they were all great. So <laughs> that's how you get that's how you get on. Just tweet about One Piece and the sketch will put you in. That's that's not necessarily true. That's <laughs> yes, how I is. got him. Eh. Don't let him lie to you. So the first from Javison Craig regarding One Piece. By the way, Ors, you're a mech. Yeah, that that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, Gecko Moria is doing his best Krang impression. And the Ninja yeah. Turtle references continue. <laughs> and Jameson Craig also writes in regarding One Piece. 
The One Piece next episode preview music behind the meh Funimation logo. Not sure if it's intentional, but regardless, it's an improvement! Yes, uh, various people were excited at the prospect of maybe getting the episode preview, and then they didn't. Womp womp. Sad. Not not sure what happened with the <laughs> the video there, but I wouldn't count on it happening again. It'd be interesting if it did. Continuing, Javison Craig writes in, It takes balls to face Saitama. You just don't get to leave with those balls. <laughs> and what's Sonic's favorite ballet? The Nutcracker. I'm done. And lastly, D. Aaron writes in, Last night at 3.20 a.m., the West Coast saw Cell Puke Up 18, <laughs> Puke Up Android 18, on Dragon Ball Z Kai, and the East saw Sonic puking up after a jab in the nuts. Puking all around. What's and the no difference? one had to drink anything. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Uh, Gohan, I mean... I know Cell really should suffer, but get your head in the game, kid. <laughs> They're like, no, he must pay. Plus, yeah, dude, at this point, it's not a race, or it's not a marathon; it's a race. So many gut shots. Ooh, <clears throat> just man. Oh, I'm looking forward to how that's abridged. It's like, oh, not the stomach again. Oh, come on, man. No, no, no. I think we're going to have a return of the kidney punch. <laughs> oh, probably. Oh, my kidneys. And that does it for all of our many, many talkbacks. And as we are recording this the week of Thanksgiving, we have decided that the topic shall be discussing shows that we are overall thankful that Toonami aired. Uh... This is my thinking with this. Uh, a lot of shows that Toonami aired are the shows that you would fully expect them to air. I mean, if it's available, they're going to get a Dragon Ball Z. They're going to get a Naruto. But there are other shows that, whether or not they did well or not, I think all of us have our favorites. And I think it'd be nice to discuss which shows we're glad Toonami aired. And this was Rogue's suggestion. So very good job, Rogue. Golf clap, golf clap. So we'll start with you, Rogue. Oh, great. Put me on the spot. Well, let's see. How do you want to do this? You want me just to throw them all out there at once, or do you want to go one by one? Like, me, I do one, then you do one, then CJ does one. No, just no, 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 no. Just throw them all out first. there at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. Well, uh, first one off the top of my head has to be Full Metal Alchemist brotherhood that is my favorite anime of all time i had not seen it until um tsunami came back and then there was the whole big push for everybody watch every show we need the ratings and i was like i'll take the plunge so i i caught it at the very end or close to the end it was right when uh greed died spoiler alert <laughs> and uh i was like i gotta watch some of the kings is beautiful so you know they replayed it like not enough times, but enough times. And I just slowly started falling in love with this show that I already knew the ending to. And it was just a magnificent anime. And I learned a lot from it. 
and I'm thankful they aired it. Uh, another one is Sword Art Online. Gasp. I know I probably just offended a good half the audience. And to those I say, screw you. Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, I went in with really low expectations because everybody was like, this is going to be the bane of Toonami. It's going to kill it. You know, all that good crap. But I, I thought it was really good. I mean, it came in, it was on during a time in my life in which you could say I needed it, which is probably why I can look past all the faults that it does have. But I really liked it. It taught him to love again. <laughs> it did, honestly. As BS as that sounds, it did. Hmm. Any others? Uh, there probably is, but it it take me a hot minute to figure figure them out because they've aired a thousand shows. <laughs> Mine's kind of a comical answer that I can I would throw out, but like there is some truth behind it. If if you're ready, uh, we're um, ready. let's see. I I'll throw out one more and then I'll call it quits. Go uh, go go, Naruto. Really. I'll, that's what got me on Toonami, honestly, because uh, oh. I would I think I saw a little bit of Toonami shows, but uh, I was watching. This is how old this was. Uh, remember, like Fridays on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, every like summer and winter, they'd have like the upcoming lineup, and for the summer one, there's like we got this new show called Naruto about this kid with a nine-tailed fox demon in him. And when I first saw that, I'm like, this show is gonna be so stupid. So I didn't watch it. And then one Saturday night, I was flipping through the channels. I'm like, what's this thing called Naruto? What is what is this? So I'm watching it, and I was like, this is so cool. Because I was like nine years old, and there was blood and guts. I'm like, this is so adult. I feel so, you know, I got all this angst in me. So I started watching it, and then watched all of Toonami. And that was what I did every Saturday from like nine years old to the day it went off air, was I was watching Naruto. So, I guess he included something free Adult Swim Toonami, so if you want to do that, CJ, go ahead. No, no. No, no. I'm going to listen to what you were telling me about that, but believe it or not, my answer is any show that is owned by Aniplex. Because unless you have a Netflix account, you really don't get a chance to see them dubbed, do you? (laughs) Or if you have the money... If you or if you have the money to buy some of their products, like I have, and many other fans as well. Uh, but no, like in all in all honesty, I'm glad that Toonami is able to air Aniplex titles in English because they. I usually like them. I, I like a lot of the titles that they uh, currently have, like Blue Exorcist, Sword Art Online, Kill a Kill. Just you know, naming a few right there. And it's just when you throw like, could, depending on how expensive those are, and like knowing how a lot of friends of mine who are into anime don't exactly have a lot of money either to just you know casually throw at a at a DVD set by them, it's nice that that you can just tune turn on to or turn on the television and see a show week to week of something you probably won't get to see again. You know, it's it, it, to me it's. It's one of those things where it's like, that's one thing that Toonami brings to the table that a lot of fans are thankful for. It's an outlet that is for free that you're able to see anime that normally 
would have to cost a subscription or have to pay, you know, decent amount of money to get at your house. I think a lot of people should be thankful that Toonami looks at Aniplex for uh, titles and stuff like that. Because they, I mean, not to knock on the company at all, but they do have prices that a lot of fans are pretty upset about, I'm not going to lie. So, whenever an Aniplex show can make it onto Toonami... I'm more than happy just because it's a chance for fans to see something that they might actually really like and they don't have to pay for it, which is, I, I see that as a huge win. So for me, any show from Aniplex, so I would love if the Asterisk Wars could make it in later. I hope this new Blue Exorcist season starting in January will get dubbed and then it could be on Toonami. Uh, Charlotte, I know we've talked about that before. And just, you know, any other kind of show that they own like i'd love for fate zero or fate stay night unlimited blade works or magi if they could ever work a deal with those kind of things but any kind of show that aniplex has owned that's been on toonami i'm very very thankful that they have been aired because i didn't know about blue exorcist until toonami excuse me until toonami aired it and i love that franchise oh my god i love it so much i love reading it Uh, i'm really really excited for the new season clearly so it's just one of those kind of things where I'm thankful that I was given a chance to see something that I probably wouldn't have seen if it wasn't for the block, to be honest. Nice. I mean, it, it sounds silly. Like, when I first say it, everyone's like, well, of course. But it's just like, no, no, you know, Toonami does something good there. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Not, ev- not everyone can get Netflix. Not everyone can get these things on DVD or Blu-ray. So it's like, you know, it's nice that there is an alternative mm-hmm. for that. And it's like, yeah. again, the reason that me and Sketch just talked, you know, whether it be on the podcast or off the podcast, it's one of the main reasons why uh, fans need Toonami, because not everyone can stream, not everyone can buy. And it's a great alternative. We can have all three. It doesn't have to be one or the other or just two of them. They could be all of them. And so it's one of those kind of things. So in essence i mean you got to be thankful for the shows that they they put on regardless and especially i'm thankful for shows that they put on that you can't even get yet on home media like as an example one punch man or even hunter hunter before the first volume came out it's just like they allow you or even a comic got killing parasite even if you want to throw in like stuff that they've gotten beforehand i love that model i love the fact that if you want to see it dubbed and legally first got to go to toonami i like it i like that I agree. Well, Paul really likes that. <laughs> he, he doesn't like to be behind everybody else, but he also doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't sweat it. He'll just wait for Tsunami. Exactly. Well, you know me. Tsunami is my only anime source because I don't have an internet here. So mm-hmm. I'm always eager when we don't have a 200 plus episode anime because that's a long <laughs> commitment for me. True. I, True. And the fact I that Tsunami that... is like the only televised venue for anime of like, shoot, Pokemon's moving to not basic cable in Ooh, December. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Tsunami's People it, folks. Subscribe. People gotta subscribe to Disney XD. Oh, they should totally Screw do that. XD. There's some good shows on that. But, yeah, that's... Mm. Because Toonami is really the only anime venue on basic cable anymore, it it's important for it to, you know, be able to entertain as, as many people as possible. And that's 
Well, I totally understand why people would be frustrated that the rotation is not as quick as it used to be. And there isn't as much change every year, or there won't be expected to be as much change now that they have so many shows that will last years and years. And well, I I'll say this at least. I mean, they got Gundam that's going to be over soon. JoJo's only 26 for right now. Unless all of a sudden they're like, oh, we got season three dubbed. Which could very well happen. It's only going to be the same amount Probably of time as like a sword arts a sword art season. And I'm saying I'm not saying it won't, but I'm saying or I'm not saying that it won't happen like you're saying sketch. But there is the possibility that they will look elsewhere too. And they won't necessarily follow it up immediately because I it doesn't look like they're going to air season two of Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans right as the first one ends because it doesn't seem like they started dubbing it yet. No, because if they did, they probably would have said something. They were quick to announce that when uh, they switched they over. They were. Yeah. So, Sketch, what are you thankful for from Toonami? At least what, if that's how the question kind of was posed. Like, what show were you most thankful that they uh, played? Okay, well, uh, I do want to give some lip service to things from the pre-Adult Swim Toonami. Big O is a show that I definitely probably never would have saw if not for Toonami uh, Outlaw Star to a lesser extent. And like Star. Gundam Wing is the show that got me like Gundam Wing made me an anime fan. Like I was like, Oh, I need to see more of this kind of stuff. So those obviously, and some other shows along the lines but when they came back in 2012, one of the things that I was really glad that they did, and it was a bit controversial, was for them to air Symbionic Titan and the new Thundercats. Because those were shows that Cartoon Network brushed aside, and I was very disappointed to see them both end when they did. And there was just a little bit of glimmer of hope that they might maybe be able to be revived, but it was just nice for them to be able to be shown to another audience because it would have been so easy for people to miss those shows but Toonami gave them a platform where they could be more visible yeah they uh, Thundercast did really well Symbionic Titan did okay but <laughs> the one I, punch I, man okay <laughs> okay <laughs> but I'm glad that they aired them you know eventually both of them had to be removed because of rights so unfortunate. Same with Beware the Batman. I'm glad that they did finish out airing that show. That was very decent of them to do. Uh, mm -hmm. That show's not as bad as people say. <laughs> I think it's an alright Batman show. But I mean, dang it, there's so many good Batman shows that what are you going to do? I mean, nothing can beat the animated series. So, I mean, it's all downhill from there. Yeah. And of course, yeah. Space Dandy. Space Dandy amazing series i love it i'm so glad that toonami was able to world premiere space dandy Actually, that was sketch. so That's exciting a deal and too, fantastic now yeah now because of that we have the simul dubs yeah <laughs> i mean it wasn't the first simul dub but it was the first one where funimation did a simul dub and we're like okay maybe we can do this as a business model and <laughs> now they're doing now. freaking 20 shows <laughs> <laughs> maybe biting off a bit more than they can chew but i appreciate god, the god attempt. bless 
God bless I'm, Funimation. I'm watching so many shows this season and so many we dubs. Yes. So many dubs for the but love like, of dubs. Just, it's just awesome because Yay. that just makes more shows possibly more accessible for Toonami, you know? Yeah. There's yeah. still very high hopes for a certain something. <laughs> uh, are are we talking about a Mob Psycho 100? Yes, not Mob Psycho Pass. Stop calling it that. <laughs> Who called it Mob Psycho? Did I do that? Mob Psycho Pass? No. Did I? I, I don't no. think I have. No, no. no. I, Other people have though. Oh, really? They should what name? I have I have not seen that. Believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, it's, it happens. Uh, mob pass mob passes it's like what <laughs> what no it's mob psycho 100 i always i like to call it mob psycho 101 because it sounds like a class but yeah that's that was also not correct too. oh so beautiful to watch i do hope that's the next show coming to tsunami but that's for another day yeah so speaking of bones series that are beautiful space danny <laughs> is it was just phenomenal being able to watch Space Dandy brand new to the world every week was such a delight every week. It was so much fun to recap that show because it was different every episode. And I feel like Toonami hasn't like had that specialness to it since, which is unfortunate. I mean, they kind of tried to not necessarily try to do that per se, but have have a similarly brand new show with dimension w but i mean dimension w is no space dandy <laughs> so, but it does it have was Mira. better you you shut you shut your whore mouth <laughs> <laughs> i didn't like space dandy there was too many boobies I you gave up on episode much. three this is for another conversation there so let's talk about a show that i know rogue was glad aired black lagoon Black Lagoon oh, yes. uh, is a show that I guess I kind of sleeped on. I mean, I always had this thought of like, I should watch Black Lagoon. Black Lagoon was something that aired on Encore Action. Like, I think that was it uh, back many years ago when they were sort of kind of competing with Adult Swim. And it always looked like a show that was interesting, but I didn't really give it a chance. And then I heard that Toonami was going to air it. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's. Let's plunge in. Let's let's watch the show. And I love Black Lagoon. Black Lagoon is a fantastic show. And unfortunately, I feel like not nearly enough people showed it support. And that is, mm, it pains me. But I was glad that they aired that. I was also glad that they aired Gurren Lagann, though I've seen it many, many times. It's such a phenomenal show that I Amen. couldn't imagine Toonami not airing that show. It was just, mmm. Marvelous. It was like it was back when it like first came out to what was it two two thousand seven, I think it was two thousand eight. It was around that time, but it's just like that show was just so monumental. It felt like so many people were talking about it when it when it was at its peak. Yeah, absolutely. And along those lines, like Kill a Kill, it's phenomenal that Adult Swim played Kill a Kill. Because you would think if you if you watched Adult Swim four years ago, you would not have assumed that they would ever play something like Kill a Kill because they kind of didn't push the envelope that much. 
And we we can certainly thank things like Helsing and Black Lagoon for opening the door there. But even beyond you think that, Killer Kill pushes the envelope sketch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. I'm joking. <laughs> I almost quit watching Kill a Kill because of how far it pushed the envelope. Because it just got that egregious. But you stuck with it, and good job on you. It wasn't that bad. The fans almost ruined it for me. The whole uh, Sword Art versus Kill a Kill, like that uh, hurts. Whoa, whoa, hurts. whoa! There was Sword Art versus Kill. what? What? But what? no, nope, nope, not doing it. Not going into it. That doesn't make We're any sense. We're not going to go into that. Yeah, that. That's what I said. <sighs> it's all about which one has the more offensive content. Doesn't matter. Oh, doesn't matter. And then you, okay, you had to be like, is the comic gonna kill the new Sao? No, stop. Stop! No, stop! No, no, no! But wow, the, I can now make a connect there. That yeah. that now I now I see why that would happen. Okay. Yeah. So another one, Michiko and Hachin, Breath of Fresh Air. In my opinion, it's not among my favorite series, but it was great that it finally got a chance to air, and it did pretty well. So I'm did really well considering yeah. actually. Oh yeah, and Parasite was one of my favorite shows of 2014. I was so happy that it aired on Toonami. The dub was great. I was a little worried. I was worried. just happy that, like, Akami got kill help opened the door, too, for Sentai to then be a viable, like, yeah. proper, or, like, licensors to get stuff on Toonami. Because I was surprised that it was it took Akami got kill to get on. I thought that show would make it, or make it on Toonami anyway. I just thought the other Sentai shows might have already made it. Ah... <laughs> uh. Once again, it's only for another topic, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, Parasite. Going back. Parasite being more of a suspense thriller, though it has plenty of action, it still seemed like a little bit of a stretch for Toonami, so I was very, very pleased that they aired that. And Michiko and Hachin also <laughs> definitely a stretch for Toonami. So, very thankful. There was no for, action in that show. For those airing. But of course, the Clitch- and Hunter Hunter and JoJo. I'm so happy that both of those shows are on Toonami now. So happy because mm-hmm. honestly, I didn't think it was even possible. But I gotta I go. So either gotta go way back, and this might be a little bit controversial because obviously, I'm glad that they're airing One Piece. It's my favorite show. Very glad they're airing One Piece. Very very glad that they brought it back when they did. Also very glad that they aired the Funimation episodes you know way back when but here is where we get controversial kind of glad that they aired the four kids dub and this is why that show would have died in the u.s in syndication on the fox box and like nothing might have happened toei might have been like people don't want one piece whatever because toonami aired it and it did really well for them even that old four kids dub which is atrocious and a train wreck it was kind of amusing as a train wreck. I sound in that one. <clears throat> we all did. So, even though I really despise that dub, the fact that Toonami aired it and it did well is probably the reason why we still have One Piece in the U.S. today. So, I'm thankful. That uh, makes me think of this whole Simpsons thing for Thanksgiving. Eat your heart out. One Piece has you beat. No kidding. Throw in shade. <clears throat> I'll well, say this. I, I wish I could have my own One Piece marathon that friends could actually join and watch with me. I'll start from episode one and go. I have up to, I think, 16 volumes, maybe 17. I can't remember. Wow. Just have them over, I guess. <laughs> well, it's my brother's 
I think either favorite or second favorite anime. So like, yeah, can't exactly not have that. So it's time to get out of here, gentlemen. Let me do a little house cleaning. You can email us at podcast at com. You can rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Tumblr and SoundCloud. Facebook.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast. Twitter at Toonami Podcast. Toonami Faithful Official.tumblr.com is our Twitter, is our Tumblr. SoundCloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast, where you can find all the episodes of the podcast. And you can also visit podcast.toonamifaithful.com for all the episodes of the podcast. And if you like what we do and want to help us out, you can become one of our Patreons by going to patreon.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast. Rogue, tell them where they can find you. You can find me behind you with a scythe waiting for you to die. Or you can find me on Twitter at SoulReaper1252. And CJ. You can find me on Twitter uh, at CJ Maffers. And I do want to say, finally, it finally happened. The two interviews, uh, video interviews from Kineticon with Erica Mendez and Keith Silverstein are up. Feel free to uh, take a listen and watch. I have to say those were absolutely one of the more enjoyable things I've ever had to do. They were so fun to talk to. I'm really glad that they're finally up. It took longer than it needed to be. I'm not getting into about that. Um, so hopefully you guys have a chance to check on the Janami Faithful uh, YouTube page. Check that out. There will be more videos. I, I promise. I'm, I'm not the I'm not the main person to to talk to for those kind of things. But there will be more. Like Sentai Filmworks, the dubs are coming. The videos are coming. So <laughs> hopefully you have a chance to uh, check those out and feel free to tweet tweet at me anything about tsunami anything about shows anything about sports too because you know celtics are playing which i'm very happy about okay you can find that good for nothing so-and-so paul pascrillo at paul pascrillo on twitter and that's that all quitter. he gets yep that's all he gets <laughs> sketch sketch take all the time you need because where can they find you i feel like they can find you in a lot of places they can find me at sketch 1984 on twitter sketch 1984.tumblr.com you can ask me questions at ask.fm backslash sketch 1984 if you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast you can direct those to either of the emails sketch at tunamifaithful.com or podcast at tunamifaithful.com and i was also recently on the Third, I've been on all three segments so far of the top 100 animated characters list for GeekCast Radio Network. I was surprised to be on three of these things. Maybe I'll make it to four. Who knows? Maybe other people will be too busy. That seems to be the case. (laughs) Lucky me. (laughs) By the way, fortuitous does not mean fortunate. Now you know. (laughs) The more you know. No, it means a coincidence, really. Yeah. Oh, wait. I actually kind of knew that, actually. (laughs) I did not. I've been using that word wrong. Haven't we all? (laughs) Where did you find this? (laughs) Yeah, Graber websites. Whatever. (laughs) So that does it for this episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. We are very thankful to you for listening each and every week. Sorry that we've been so behind for so long, but we'll work on it. I'm Um, willing to help. Thank you, CJ. It'll be appreciated. (laughs) I'm willing to help. I mean, I can't, but I mean, I would if I could. Uh, That is also appreciated. But until next time, (laughs) we're punching out.
Deuces. <laughs> so drum lock. Yo! Don't give it up, Luffy. Don't give it up, Solo. Don't give it up, Navi. Don't give it up. The story goes, we find out by the treasure in the grand line, there's no doubt. The pirate whose eye is on it, he'll sing, I'll be king of the pirates, I'm gonna be king. His name is Luffy. That's Monkey D. Luffy. Gonna be king of the pirates. He's made a rubber. How did that happen? Yo-ho-ho, he took a bite of gum gum. Just like a samurai and a L-A-D-Y Nami's not shy Usopp's doing that marksman thing Sanji's cooking Chopper's doctoring